This week, we didn't get Jess and Chris, so instead, we're predicting each winner for the Game Awards. This is the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. This is a song I wrote about the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, and with me is a man who couldn't be bothered to play Witcher 3 the first time and certainly won't be doing it this time. It's my co-host, Mike. Mike, how are you? Is Witcher 3 close to cyberpunk at all? uh, There's no guns. (laughs) Okay, then I won't be playing it. (laughs) Um, No guns. (laughs) Nice. Uh, uh, Story-wise... uh writing and narrative building and all that it's better than cyberpunk fake news um but yeah style is like completely different so so something something funny that you say that Mm -hmm. this week i've played a ton of cyberpunk um i think this weekend and i had like a free weekend for the Mm -hmm. first time in probably months like saturday sunday for the most part both free and I think I I think I played an additional ten to fifteen hours of Cyberpunk. Oof. And I heard you in my head playing this. Okay. Because I remember you telling me with The Witcher that the side quests just never end. Like there's just so many. Mm-hmm. And. I feel like that's what's happening to me with Cyberpunk right now, which is like a good realization because I really don't want to be done with that game. Mm-hmm. I, I still enjoy being in that world. Um, but I went through and did like a bunch of side quests only to find out that once you do those, there's like more that mm-hmm. get added in. And I'm only just finishing like the side quest for like each person in each neighborhood. Yeah, the way they do their games, it's like... If you if you play everything perfectly, the amount of content is perfect. But if you, at any point, solely focus on side missions or solely focus on the main story, you very quickly realize, like, oh my god, there's so much here, and it almost becomes mm-hmm. like burden's not a good word, but like, it just feels like you're like you hit a point where it's like, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, I get it. Like um but if you play it perfectly and you like do the side quest as you get it or like do those little like checkpoints with yourself where it's like okay, I've been doing the main story for like 2 hours. Um mm-hmm. I've probably made a good chunk of progress. I'm going to do all the side quests that I have available or at least like a good bit of them and then I at least know I have that main story to get back to if I'm like okay, I'm done with these side quests. Um because yeah, they I... do put so many in these games. I do definitely wish I had some regular story to play. I mean, I did very few gigs and mm-hmm. side jobs in my like story playthrough. I basically just went story mission to story mission, mm-hmm. and I wish I didn't do that. Yeah, it's like it's it's kind of it's kind of a double edged sword because I know that if I didn't just go through the story, I'd probably get distracted, mm-hmm. and then I would take a break and I'd come back and have no idea what's going on. Which is fair. So, like, in that regard, I'm glad that I just went through it. Mm-hmm. But I, I wish I 
in, in a perfect world, I would have kind of broken it up more. And I think like knowing that now and knowing there's another cyberpunk game coming out in probably 10 years, you know, if I ever decide to jump into the Witcher just to like know that Mm -hmm. if I'm getting like absorbed, like the Witcher, I don't know how absorbed I'd get. So I probably would just go through and do story missions. Mm -hmm. But you know, if, if the Phantom Liberty DLC comes with, more side missions as well as story missions like i'm definitely gonna make sure to break it up Mm -hmm. better it's a it's a balancing act for sure with just like the sheer amount of content which is like a it's a good problem to have i would say yeah um yeah i mean it's not like you have to do the side missions like they really don't they maybe add a little bit to lore but like i think you could go through and do the story missions in cyberpunk and be pretty happy yeah uh it's it's uh i don't know if i i don't know if i brought this up to you or not but friend of the the podcast uh austin uh who we had on to do journey into games um he's been playing the witcher 3 and i saw that i uh i hopped in and was watching him him play and he's like doing like early game stuff obviously he's put a lot of time into it and he's like only level 10 which is just like insane with like it, it honestly, The Witcher probably more so forces you to do a lot of the side quests as just a manner of like being able to level up. But mm-hmm. uh, he's been playing and he was doing a side quest. And I, 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 the game is written so well that I, I remembered everything that was happening. Like it, it sticks with you. That's how well done the played... side quests are. And I haven't, I haven't played since 2015, basically yeah that's insane that's and I, I haven't i haven't watched anything witcher related uh i mean i watched the show but like i haven't watched anybody play the game is what i'm getting at um or anything like that uh i i did pick it up to try and do a new game plus and was just like i can't i can't i can't do it but i do plan on getting the the like um the remaster uh or the next gen upgrade uh so that I can experience the game again because it truly is like my favorite game and watching Austin play and, and remembering the side quest was just like, Oh my God, this game is so masterfully created. Like mm-hmm. they really just nailed so much of this that I'm not going to be able to control myself. I'm going to have to get back into it. Like that's insane. A side quest, just some random side quest. And it's like, I know exactly what's happening. I know what's about to happen. I know, like, it just all sticks with you because it's just so well done. Uh, but yeah, I'm... I feel like there are a few games where you can really say that. Oh, especially, yeah. I mean, yeah. There aren't like classic games. Like, Right. I feel like you could go back and look at somebody playing like the original Crash Bandicoot and be like, oh, if you go this way, there's like a secret path or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like a massive, that... like mm-hmm. open world type game. I mean, I don't even remember half of the main missions of like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you know? Right. Like just gone. So. But I'm happy. I'm happy you've continued playing uh, 
cyberpunk and evil yeah. mike hasn't pulled you away oh evil mike has <gasps> um it's it's so funny just staying on cyberpunk justine like asked me the other day she's like hey are you close to finishing cyberpunk i was like yeah i think so i was like i think i only have like a couple side missions left to do and then like I told her that you know, I haven't really decided if I'm going to go through and do a different ending or anything yet or not. Um, and then, of course, I mean, that was just like Thursday or Friday. She asked that. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm probably going to play it this weekend, finish it up. I played for 10 hours and I still have like a ton left to go. I think I'm 80 or 90 hours into that game. It's nuts. I forget what my final t- uh, total was. Um, well, that's right, because you got the platinum in it, right? Mm-hmm. I'd 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 wager that I probably spent 120. Yeah. Close to it. Um So it just it just keeps giving. And I'm glad like the longer it can hold me off until the DLC comes out, the better. Well, right, yeah. But I also have some other stuff I want to get to. Um I told myself I was going to play Forza, I didn't. <laughs> Uh, I played Madden. Un- it's just like, <laughs> and I'm still playing Madden 21. I'm in the year like 2046 or something. <laughs> and granted, I skipped 10 years. Uh huh. But still, I've played like 20 seasons in my franchise. Um, about, and like every season, I'm like, this is the last one. And then I get to like the off season and I'm like, I'm gonna try something stupid. And like I draft a wide I draw I draft like the fastest wide receiver and make him my running back. Mm-hmm. And then it's like OP, I'm like, well, this is fun again. Mm-hmm. I just do something stupid every season. And it just keeps me hooked. I love it. You've gotten more than your money's worth out of this game. I don't know. I should see if I can figure out how many hours I've played in Madden 21. It was just hilarious because when it came out, all I did was talk shit on it. Yes, I remember. But it did get updated and is better. Yeah. Funny. But my, I would say my number of hours per week on that game is going down. Yeah. Well, that's um, good. Especially since I got back into Cyberpunk, like I have to really not be in the mood to play Cyberpunk to play Madden. If I'm gonna take the time to play video games, like in the past week or two, it's like it's gonna be Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other than that, today you gave me a cheeky little challenge on Twitter. Well, the the, the podcast did. Yeah, I don't know and what you're talking the, about. The podcast gave me, um. A challenge and that i couldn't get under par playing golf on uh switch sports um so i did and i got 10 under so mm-hmm. <laughs> and that just got released today right i don't know that, i'm gonna say yes because that makes me feel like on top of things that it makes that, me feel like i'm worthy of being a gaming podcaster yeah yeah <laughs> that update was either that, today or yesterday i think so I so I had to go in and like check for the update and it was there. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that yeah, it was probably today. Um it's fun. I would say 
it's better than like we golf because it actually gives you the means to like learn how to be better. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I felt like with Wii Sports, it's just like you're swinging this little plastic wand and who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I do think it gives you the means to like have control over what you're doing. Um, the one thing that is just like stupid, and not fun, and I doubt they'll fix it is almost every single green is a fucking mountain range. <laughs> and like, I'm, I, I, they are, they are hills. Yeah. And there are holes like on the side of hills. So if you hit it and it doesn't go in, it's rolling back down in any direction. It's the worst. It's 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 egregious. It's yeah. it's not fun. It is not fun at all when you get to putting, and the putting is so temper temperamental. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to like. It's 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 like a zero or a one. Either you're like you're not going to hit it at all, or you're going to hit it way too fucking mm-hmm. hard. There is no in between. So I hope they fix that. And I understand they're trying to make it like a game within a game, but it is not fun. Right. The rest of it's really well done, though. I, I I thought it I thought it was good. That's good. Uh, do we know if there's any other plans to add additional sports, or was golf the only one? So. Uh... Looking at the update notes, they said that they also added the ability to use like the strap for soccer. Okay. So like you can actually kick. Yeah. Which I hadn't realized I hadn't done already. Um I don't know that they added any other sports. I thought there was like a big release schedule for it. But I also can't believe that it took them this long to get golf on there because I mean it's been out for what six to eight months now yeah yeah something like that well and they said it from the jump that it was going to be um like when they announced the game they were like uh golf will come later yeah um but i feel like you're right and they say said there was going to be other sports coming later too like this didn't like weren't they going to bring like the sword fighting from wii sports resort or something like that or did they already do that i I have no idea. Yeah, I think the only one that they had slated was golf. Okay. Yeah, so. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, anything else? No. That was it. That was it. Not a sign for. I mean, for what it's worth, fifteen hours in one game. That's not bad. Pretty good for me. I was gonna say that's huge for you. So, big round of applause for 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 Michael. While also probably still getting fifteen hours into Madden this week. (laughs) You did say you had a free weekend, so I did. Um. Well, let me tell you about what I've been playing. Uh, secret. I still been playing Grand Theft Auto. Still a lot of fun. Still, still just a a time sucker that that is. Um, but this past week, Shelby and I started playing Seven Days to Die. Oh yeah. And 
we are having such a blast with it like literally all day today we were like wow we wish we didn't have to work so we could play seven days um we're having a lot of fun with it we just survived past day seven so nice um i mean we we've died but regardless uh yeah it's a lot of fun it's very janky on the console uh which is to be expected but that's what we have and so make the most out of it but yeah uh that's been a blast and other than that been playing more pokemon and that's pretty much been it i started my save in in scarlet which is like not the one i'm streaming so i've got both going simultaneously now um but i'm being very like meticulous and like slower with scarlet and i also only play it for like 30 minutes before going to bed i play it handheld in bed (laughs) um and that's how i'm experiencing scarlet so it's been a blast yeah that's it um so i know last week we said that we were going to try and have jess and chris on to talk all things pokemon um but we kind of uh, didn't ask them until <laughs> today. Yes, we. So uh, I, I take I take the blame. I mean, you asked, but like I I forgot to say anything about it. So uh, unless you're saying I should shoulder all the blame, which I'm more than happy to, but I'm definitely willing to take some of it. Um, no, I mean, I explicitly said I was going to talk to them, and then <laughs> I didn't. So. But we're going to have them on next week to talk all things Pokemon and, and the release and everything, which kind of works perfectly because next week we were just going to do what we're now doing today, which is we're going to go through the Game Awards and the nominees, and we're going to basically you know give our takes on some of the games that are up there, especially if we've played them. And then we're going to also try and accurately predict who we think is going to win each category um so a pretty laid back uh and fun episode but look forward to uh jess and chris being on next week to to talk about the new pokemon games and without further ado should we start with game of the year and just like go through the categories as they have them part of me was like oh we should wait for game of the year but uh i have uh, some pretty disappointing takes for that. So I guess we could probably just start with it and go through it. Cool. All right. So yeah, so we're just going to follow along as the site has them, uh, the the janky site that it is. Um, so we talked about last last week, but game of the year, the nominees are A Plague Tale, Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Mike, which of these games have you played? I have played zero of these games. Okay. I couldn't remember. A single one. Because A Plague Tale is on Game Pass? It is, yes. Okay, I couldn't um, remember if you only, touched it or not. I feel that only came out like in the past two or three months. So like... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was nowhere near the top of my list of games. But like maybe I'll play it eventually just because, like, hey, it's nominated for Game of the Year. Mm-hmm. But before that, not even near the top of my list. No, completely understandable. I just couldn't remember if it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, I booted it up because it's on Game Pass. Let me rub that in Spencer's face. <laughs> um, so I I played Forbidden West and Stray. Um, and I'm 
we talked about this last week, so I don't have to go like too into it. But I'm very excited that Stray like got the nod and and is included here. Um, thoroughly enjoyed both of these games. So you know, for me personally, yes, they would be in my game of the year. Uh, of games that I've played, uh, that also released this year. But frankly, I did not do uh a great job at my my challenge for myself, which was to try and play a majority of games that ended up being at the awards. Regardless, um, two two very good games. Uh, but one of these games just completely dominated the everything that had to do with video games. So for me personally, it's hard to imagine Elden Ring not winning this. Yeah, I think it's kind of a foregone conclusion. Like, like go ahead. To an unfair point, like it came out, people were like, oh well, now people are gonna start delaying their games. Like obviously that didn't actually happen, but right. you know, people are gonna start delaying their games so they don't have to try to compete. Yeah, it it would almost be a tragedy if it doesn't win game of the year in my opinion. Um you know, not to say that God of War isn't making a good case with everything I've been seeing about it. Um I just think about the stranglehold that Elden Ring had and how we were still talking about it, you know, so far beyond its release, you know, mm-hmm. and and I feel like up until getting close to um the awards i do feel like i had started seeing a lot about xenoblade chronicles online but like horizon was you know here and gone just as quickly uh stray had its moment in the spotlight for sure which i think is why it it was relevant enough to be here um god of war only just came out and um a plague tale i feel like i really haven't seen a whole heck of a lot other than visually it's very stunning um so it's just hard to like again it would it would almost be a tragedy if elden ring doesn't win as crazy as that you know my my vote um is gonna be controversial is for forza horizon 5 (laughs) all right all right um yeah i i i think it should be i am i think the the nominees are great mm -hmm. i'm glad these these games did get a nod but yeah I, i think pretty easily uh, Plague Tale should take it. <laughs> you think Not pretty... Plague Tale. Yeah, Elden Ring. I was I, looking at Plague Tale. I thought you were trying to fuck with me. <laughs> like, oh, is Spencer actually listening? <laughs> no, I'm not that smart. Uh, yeah. Um, all right, best game direction. So the nominees here are... Um, give, me, give me five minutes to get to that page. Okay. If you're, right, I was going to say, if you're in the view categories, you can just hit next category. That they make simpler. Um, so for best game direction, you've got four game of the year nominees and uh, immortality. And the game of the year nominees that are <laughs> also here are Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon, Forbidden West, and Stray. Uh, honestly, best game direction. Uh, again, going off of the two games that I've played, I would, I would probably give it to stray um it's a very very tight game um but yeah i think like you know this says awarded for outstanding creative vision innovation in game direction and design you're telling a story through being a cat 
and like everything you're doing is like to that effect you know uh, what's the what's the outstanding creative vision of horizon forbidden west and i think the same could be for god of war too right yeah like god of war 2018 is like well Elden ring i would i would say is like a little bit different because like this is your first from soft game that's like actually like an open world and you know kind of a choose your own adventure in the sense of like you can experience the game as you see fit to your style mm-hmm. um i don't know uh but yeah you can make the same case as as where, where you're going before i so rudely cut you off i don't remember what i was saying <laughs> off, but um this one's kind of a weird one for me because i see this list in my first thing is like oh yeah immortality pretty easily mm-hmm. but i feel like you're gonna get a lot of backlash because people are gonna be like well that's not a game and again we get into this you know kind of like we did with the fighting game best fighting game like what is it then if not a game um so i'm torn I think it's for me it's between immortality which I have not played firsthand but I have watched a lot of mm-hmm. cuz I've like been trying to figure out if I get invested in it or not and it looks really cool. I just need to like understand if it's one of those games where once I start it I'm going to rip through it kind of like I did with um um shit not until dawn. Oh. As dusk falls. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um I kind of hope Stray wins it. I just think it was a really unique game, kind of came from behind, and like you said, you're telling the story as a cat. Yeah. I I, I think the hope, yeah, I would say is like between Immortality or Stray, right? Like, they, they to me, encompass what this, like, award is saying. Uh, mm-hmm. If I have to give a true prediction, uh... I'm going to say God of War or Elden Ring, whoever doesn't win Game of the Year. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> so if Elden Ring wins Game of the Year like we were predicting, then my guess, my best guess would be God of War is going to win Best Game Direction. Pure, like Again, purely just a guess of like how I imagine people voting and stuff like that. Right. But if I if I had to like cast my personal vote, I'd be throwing it towards Stray or, or Immortality. And personally, I would choose Stray just because of like I played it, so I feel like I can speak to it more. Um, best narrative. God. For outstanding Thanks. for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game, you've got every all the same. Uh, nominees as the last except instead of Stray you have a Plague Tale Requiem um... <laughs> uh, if anything I feel like Stray should be here too because uh, you know I think the the storytelling and narrative is so unique in that but mm-hmm. um, this is an award that a lot of people were saying Elden Ring shouldn't be nominated for and uh, I think it was Gene Park who said um he he made like a really good point that like the 
the storytelling and the narrative isn't spoon-fed to you the way that like God of War is through the direct dialogue and cutscenes. Um but like the narrative of like there's narratives around you all the time in any game when you really think about it and like when you go on an elevator and it takes you down and suddenly you're in this like new section of the world like the narrative is like is happening in your head like Mm -hmm. you know try and like take it from like a third person perspective of you know the the undead or whatever you're called you know in in the game steps on the elevator and as it slowly descends and they step off they realize they're no longer in the same building they once were and they are instead in and then like whatever the name of the new area is right like you don't realize that you're doing that but you you kind of are um so i mean a game that isn't you know so heavy on cutscenes and a, a man yelling boy over and over again Boy. still has every reason to i think s- still you know contend here um but it's, it's it feels like best narrative they didn't really try to branch out to like anything else it's simply to be game of the year have you know <laughs> check all the boxes that they want for best narrative check all the boxes that they want for best game direction from what i'm seeing immortality i guess should have been nominated for game of the year because it's checking off two of those <laughs> so far right uh, if you had to guess best narrative what are you thinking um i i I think immortality would win um i think it should be close with a plague tale though from from what i'm hearing about that game the storytelling is is pretty incredible Mm um so i kind of expect it to be close uh i do think immortality will probably take it though yeah immortality kind of seems like uh, like the award is made for this this game right Right. again we're questioning is it a movie is it a game is it is it an experience i mean that's something we hear thrown around especially with vr like it's not really a game it's an experience is this that yeah i don't know though because like I would say Stray's an experience, you know? One hell of an you experience. You would consider it like a... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I would I would consider it an experience a game. Do you interact with it? Like, you know, do you, yeah. do you affect, yeah. like, outcome, change, all this other stuff? Like, I would I would right. call, you know, you know is, is The Walking Dead, you know, Telltale game, is that a game? Yeah, it's the right. same question. So it's like, I, I, and I would say yes. I would say it's a game over an experience, yeah. so... Yeah, narrative. I agree. I just feel like that's going to be something that's oh. going to gaslight people. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> you're throwing it around. I'm still just not sure if you if you're using it correctly. I, I are you gaslighting me? Right I'm not now? trying to Does gaslight you, mean... you into thinking you don't know how to use gaslighting. Anyway, seems like you are. Yeah, my my hope here is for immortality. I don't even want to to lend credence to anything else um best art direction once again we have four game of the year nominees and we have scorn making their game of the game awards uh uh debut uh so we got elden ring god of war horizon scorn and stray for best art direction um this is an interesting one that i'm between two uh 
And so gut tells me Elden Ring is going to win. But my hope mm-hmm. here, again, is for Scorn. Because I don't know if you've seen footage of Scorn. I'm guessing you have. Yeah, because oh, you recommended it to me. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Like, very gross. Uh, but but amazing at the same time, right? Um, you know, I think visually, God of War, Horizon, super stunning. I mean, Horizon, when I first started that game, there's like a babbling brook that you walk by. And the water just blew me away, completely floored me. Um and Stray is incredible with its like neon cyberpunk feel mm-hmm. um to everything. Uh but when I think of like what's so amazing about like Elden Ring and like the Souls games and the monsters that you're fighting and stuff, they just all look like again, kind of gross, but like the, the detail is incredible. Um and and like the landscapes and everything are such a feat in that. And then with Scorn, it's just like it's so well done. It's just so well done with how it looks that, uh, you know, I would, th- I would throw my ring to, to get away from just constantly voting everything to, towards a, a goatee. Um, but my guess is it goes to Elden Ring. Yeah. I, most of what I know about Elden Ring is people like posting screenshots of some of the vistas on Twitter, <laughs> which is nuts to me. Cause like, it doesn't seem like it should be that game's domain. <laughs> right. You know? Um, so yeah i mean i think that one will probably win um i i I understand what you're saying about scorn i just wonder how many people have actually like seen it Mm -hmm. that's gonna be its downfall yeah um i mean and everyone has seen the commercials for horizon forbidden west with all the vistas in that game and the fact that they actually used like futuristic i think it's just united states right mm-hmm. in horizon yeah like i think that the fact they have something that people can relate to i i, I think that'll be a, a relatively close second with horizon from what i've seen again haven't played the game right definitely yeah i mean i'm i'm curious to see how all of these are going to shake out because moving on to best score in music <laughs> Once again, we have four goatees and uh, a newcomer. So it's nominated are Plague Tale, Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Metal Hellsinger, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um, You just wonder, like, are people just going to kind of fall into a pattern of, like, I seize it, I vote for it. And so, Mm -hmm. like, I've now seen Xenoblade Chronicles more than I've seen Metal Hellsinger. So I'm more inclined to vote for that. But uh this was one that i'm going to be irate if the game that i'm about to say doesn't win and that's metal hellsinger uh-huh it is you, like the gameplay is lined up uh, I, I was watching gameplay of it the gameplay is literally lined up to this like incredible like guitar drums metal music it's like doom right like the mm-hmm. the soundtrack is amazing but then the fact that like the stuff that you're doing feels like it's in sync with the the music, which I I don't know if Doom was like on that level or not, um, but that just not necessarily. Yeah, that but that just like floored me with this. That it's like, uh, I I don't I don't I don't get how this wouldn't win, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little ticked off if it doesn't. Yeah, it's not going to win, but <laughs> <laughs> but 
this is arguably a music game. Right. And it's the only one on here that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love that you just tore me down right away. You're just like, yeah, it should win. It's not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. I don't know. I think we were talking. It, I think it's we got a shot. The podcast. <laughs> I hope. I hope it does. If not that, what do you think is going to win? Elden Ring. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even realize there was sound in Elden Ring. I thought it was just a completely silent game, but they'll find a way to win. Um, I've heard good things about Plague Tale and how that the music that they've gotten for that game does really like set like help set the tone you know, to, to what's going on. And, you know, I don't doubt that one bit, but I just, again, I just have such a hard time <laughs> understanding how something would be like the badassness of Metal Hellsinger. Yeah, it's it's so funny. That game, like, I don't know if you've ever played like a game developer simulator game on like your phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have things, it's like, this is the trend coming up for this year. And it can be like a combination of anything. It's just random. And I feel that they were just like, oh, fuck it. Doom and Guitar Hero. Let's go. Yeah. So sick. I really want to play that game. I think it's on Game Pass. If it is, what are you waiting for? I don't know. Hell to freeze over, apparently. Apparently. Hell Singer. Hell Singer to uh, win. Uh. Best score music. <laughs> if it does, I think you have no choice but to play. I will. I will literally drop everything Same. if it wins. I'm gonna pre-install if it is on Game Pass. I'm gonna pre-install it and then celebrate it if it wins. Um, this is a fun one. Best audio design. Uh, the nominees are Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two, the new one, um, Elden Ring. Funny for the old one. <laughs> God of War: Ragnarok, Gran Turismo Seven, and Horizon Forbidden West. Um. Best in-game audio and sound design. I might, I might be uh, a weirdo, but like I don't always like super pay attention to how the audio is like getting to me because oftentimes I'm not playing with a headset or anything, so mm-hmm. I don't I don't necessarily notice like the um, what's it called where if something's to your left you hear it. Like only like in your spatial audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I don't necessarily always experience that in these games. So it's really tough for me to to say. And and even so, I've only played one of these. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot about Call of Duty and its proximity chat. Some good and some bad. But is that is that it? What do you mean? Like, because that was that was my thought. You know, when we we turned to this group, is like, is God or no God of War? Is Call of Duty only on here because of spatial or of the proximity chat? I mean. And if like, it's done like super new. well, but if it's done like super well, if it's like innovative and and done better than proximity chat has ever been done before, in such a manner, I don't I, I don't know how because I don't know how to make a fucking game, so I don't know if what I'm even saying is feasible. It, from what I've seen, it's like just like PUBG, and like I feel like to the common person, that's all you're gonna see is like, oh yeah, this is what PUBG did. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um. I feel like there's got to be something else other than that. Maybe. I don't know. Visually, the game looks really good. I've been seeing a lot of screenshots of it pop up, and I'm like, holy shit, these people look real. It's nuts. Have you just been seeing the meme of 
the guy in the passenger seat I've is looking. Have seen that a lot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised you haven't used that for anything good. Can you can you I'm please be waiting. funnier? <laughs> <laughs> I've got something that I stole from Twitter that I'm just keeping in my back pocket. Excellent. For uh, um, something to happen, I should have done it in my Odell tweet. <laughs> but it's just um you know the meme of matthew mcconaughey smoking a cigarette like yes. intensely yeah yeah well it's that but he looks like jesus oh so. nice i can't wait for when you pull that one out yeah yeah uh I'll need, i need to do something to just burn the world down <laughs> apparently i seem to tweet about odell yeah and i i need Getting to be there off a plane. i need to be there to to show you his <laughs> pro football reference page <laughs> And how he only had a couple thousand yard seasons and the rest were like less than 300. Pay no mind. Anyway. Pay no mind. Anyway. Uh, best audio design. Who's taking it? I don't know, dude. I'm going to say Gran Turismo. I'm just going to throw Gran Turismo out there. Yeah. Throw throw it. Uh, shout out to Sony getting three uh, nominees here. Uh, but, I... al- but alas, they will not bring home the cake because for the 13th time, Elden Ring has won an award. Is that is that something like... I don't know, is the in-game audio and sound design really good in Elmer? I have no idea, dude. I'm telling you, I'm so bad at actually, like, uh, truly, uh, uh, what's the word? Experiencing. uh, Can't think of the word. Appreciating. There it is. Like, that aspect of games. There, I mean, I, I I spent years... Uh, the PS4 era towards the end because it sounded like a fucking jet engine just playing games on mute mm-hmm. because like I would have to turn it up way too loud to to even experience it and so I was just like I'll just play it on mute with with subtitles <laughs> I feel like if you don't play games with a headset like like actual like noise canceling headphones you're probably not going to pick up on a lot of this stuff right something that I should realistically do more but I'm just always like always taking in some other content while i play video games i swear i'm going to assume that gran turismo is really good because i saw and this was this was just visual i saw um i was on playstation's twitter or instagram or something like screenshots of the week Mm -hmm. and they showed like a screenshot of just like people on a roof and there's like a car on the roof next to a pool for some reason and asked me how they got it up there but it was there (laughs) okay and i was just showing like the whole vista of a city i don't know if it was like france or england or something but it looked like like a cramped european city and i looked at it, i was like that can't be from a game like what is this a picture of and mm-hmm. apparently it was gran turismo that's nuts and i'm like holy shit like i i just i have paid no attention to gran turismo yeah the only time we talked about it was when the servers were down and people like couldn't play because you have to be right. connected to the internet at all times which please video games Stop. Don't do that. <laughs> um yeah, Grand Turismo is a pretty good one, I think, to throw to to throw it to throw the vote at. Um I mean I managed to get the the nod, so it's gotta gotta be pretty good, right? Right. And I feel <laughs> like oh, I think Forza maybe got this last year. It might have, yeah. I feel like racing games pay a lot of attention to that. Because I mean they like do everything they can to make the cars actually sound like the cars. Right. Like they want to give you that like authentic driving experience. Yeah. Right. Which has to be all a ton of work. I would have to imagine. Um, 
All right, on to best performance. We've got Ashley Birch for her performance in Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, she's Aloy. Uh, a plague, or Charlotte McBurney for her performance in A Plague Tale Requiem. I don't know the characters in that game. Christopher Judge for his performance as Kratos in God of War Ragnarok. Man Engage for her performance in Immortality. And Sonny Soljic for his performance as Boy in God of War Ragnarok. Um, this is tough. I love Ashley Birch as uh, Aloy. Mm-hmm. I think she does a really good job. Um, does she play Aloy in the first game too? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's so funny. I didn't realize that she was a voice actor for that until the second game came out. I was like, oh my god, she's from uh, what is it, Dragon Quest, the Apple TV show? Uh, Mythic Quest, yeah. Mythic Quest, thank you. Yeah. Um, she's in like so many games. Um, she's uh, she's like Tiny Tina in Borderlands. Yeah. Yeah. Um she's got she's got a lot of uh games under her belt. Um But yeah. Lo- I I I love her in, in in Horizon. She does a really good job with Aloy. Uh putting like a lot of emotion into it. If I had to if I had to just take a guess here, the the safe pick I think is Christopher Judge as Kratos. Um Yeah. Pl- so I you know, I haven't played Ragnarok, but I am playing, you know, the 2018 one. Uh, admittedly, I haven't picked it up in a, in a minute, but I, uh, like, and and this goes for Sunny, who I'm assuming was um, boy in, in the first one as well. I can't remember the fucking kid's name now. Um, the, you know, so much of the story is just told through those two. You have these other characters that come about and stuff, but then you end up off on your own just like the two of you and like all this dialogue that goes back and forth and all this stuff and just it, it's it sounds so crazy because like kratos is just like this man's man no emotion or anything like that but christopher judge just does it so well similarly similarly if i had to like equate it to something to like henry cavill playing Geralt in the witcher where it's like in the show that is where it's like Geralt just like grunts doesn't really say much but Henry Cavill does such an amazing job at it that it's just mm-hmm. so hard to like, you know, like get the point across or whatever. So if I had to, if I had to just predict, uh, I'm I'm gonna just take the easy shot here and and say Christopher Judge. I did he win this for? I God think of War he did. I think, I think so. Did. Yeah. So yeah, I that's that's who my vote would be for. Uh, just given the history of the game and also his performances like here and elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Hard to like vote over Ashley Birch. Cause like, I feel like she also, I mean, I've also heard a lot about Charlotte McBurney's performance with Plague Tale mm-hmm. and how incredible it is. So, you know, they're all, all really deserving. I don't, I guess I don't know enough about like what voice acting Kratos' son has in in the game. Like to me, it feels like it's just a complimentary role. But I have played the game, so I don't know. But I think he. I mean, he's like much more mature in uh okay in the second game now. Like in the first one, he's very much like very young, 
kind of like will occasionally talk back but i'm assuming that's like much more mostly. amplified as he's like a teen now basically um mostly just gets in the way and screams when you're <laughs> supposed to be hiding from enemies uh no actually uh i would say that he's on par with like ellie uh, in terms of having a uh good companion ai oh, nice in a, in a game which i feel like last of us was like the first time i truly felt like i had a good one but yeah um I'm sorry. So, so your your final prediction was was Christopher Judge as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. On to games for impact. Six nominees here, and all six are new games for us to talk about. So I played one. Yeah. Go me. We have a memoir blue. We have as dusk falls, citizen sleeper, endling, extinction is forever. Uh, hindsight. And I was a teenage exocolonist. I have heard of one of these games. And that upsets me. Yeah, me too. Um, I think I've heard of a memoir blue, and I think that's only because when Stray came out, I was looking into what Annapurna also published. Okay. But I can't say I've really seen anything from it. And Citizen Sleeper also sounds familiar, but again, haven't really seen anything of it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and a partner published Hindsight, too. I feel like there are probably games here that do more for this category than As Dusk Falls, but I feel like As Dusk Falls will win because, again, I feel like most people have, have heard about it. Right. Um... I don't I don't know. I I think it's a, I think my personal opinion given the games that I've played, I think it's a stretch to have As Dusk Falls on here. Okay. Um cuz last year um um True Colors. What game was that? Uh Life is Strange. Life is Strange, thank you. Life is Strange True Colors. I think maybe won this. I think it did, yeah. And that makes a ton of sense to me. I mean, right. that that handles a whole array of different topics from mental health to sexuality. And like, I, th- I think that made a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't get that with As Dusk, As Dusk Falls, not to the same level. And I feel like in a category of six games, one of these other games probably had to do better than As Dusk Falls. Right. Um, and sorry, I'm going to kind of go on a, on a, I'm just going to talk about this game because it's like the one game on here that I played all the way through. Please. Um, I, I feel like the reason it's on here is because like it's very much so a game about thinking about why people make the decisions in life that they do mm-hmm. and not necessarily like villainizing them for doing that. Uh, I mean, there is, there is the essence of like dealing with trauma, which I don't feel like is fully, um, 
encapsulated in many games. I mean, you're following a character that dealt with so much trauma and basically you work through the character mm-hmm. to decide how they're going to cope with that. So, I mean, from that aspect, it makes sense. Um, I just, I didn't go into this game and say, oh yeah, this is, this is a game that could be put up for games for impact. You know what I mean? Right. So it's, it's a great game. I mean, it is, it is kind of what you take from it. Like I said, they, um, kind of try to tackle trauma in it, but other than that, and I'm not, I'm not like devaluing that as something that a game should establish but again i go back to my marker of life is strange and like and all that it like accomplished through its game yeah and it made it like i don't know that's not fair i was gonna say it made it like a a, a main focus of the game Mm -hmm. Uh, i i will say that as dusk falls did did focus a a decent bit on dealing with trauma Mm -hmm. Uh, but again, yeah, I don't know. I I wish I would have played more of these other games to to kind of get a grip on what they're what they established. Yeah, yeah. My my takeaway from this category is I need to to check out these other games, see what they're about, and uh, come back. I I just can't believe that. I literally looking here at this list, it's like every other category thus far, I've at least heard of all the games which it's because it's the same five games but um yeah the fact that i i haven't heard of any of these except for as dusk falls is quite the reflection i think on gaming on you know just the the type of information that i'm taking in and stuff Mm -hmm. um this will be interesting. I, 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 I'm kind of with you. I expect As Dusk Falls to win this just because it's like the game that people know here in this list. But right. I do hope to I see something like else because, like to your point, not having played the game, but with what you're saying, like I understand what you're saying. Like someone here had to have done more for a message than As Dusk Falls did for its message, sort right. of thing completely get that completely get what you're saying i just and i feel like i kind of talked myself into a circle with this like i feel like you could have where, where i'm trying to get with this is i feel like you could have played this entire game and just been interested in the story and not really paid attention to the fact that there's like underlying trauma mm-hmm. um uh, not topics but um I don't know. There, 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 there is a lot of, you know, characters dealing with trauma in this game, but I feel like you could have gone through the whole game and ignored that. Right. Um, I'm glad I didn't, but like, I feel like there's just got to be. There's six games here. Mm-hmm. I feel like there had to be another game in here that actually like made it a main focus. Right. We shall see. Yeah. Uh, on to the next category. We got Best Ongoing. And nominated here are Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy XIV, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. Uh, have you played any of them? Uh, Fortnite. <laughs> I have. This year? 
Uh, no. <laughs> I have Genshin Impact, but I haven't played it. Okay. I also have Destiny 2, like eight copies of it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. If if I had to predict here which one I think is going to win, I feel like I'm going to go with Genshin Impact. Um, all these other ones, I definitely see them pop up here and there. Um, but I feel like Genshin's the one that I see consistently, and maybe it's just because it's the one that most recently has had a fairly big update. Um, that's that's the one that I'm throwing my prediction to. It's funny to me because I feel like Genshin had like its run, but now I feel like I barely hear about it. Uh-huh. So I think for me, it's down between Apex, Destiny, and Fortnite. I think my overall vote is for Destiny. One, because it's probably the oldest game on this list. Might be, yeah. Uh, and the fact that it's still going and there's still content coming out for it. Um, Apex, I feel like if you take like the esports crowd out of it, is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about Final Fantasy. Like, and that's a thing. Fortnite is is just weird. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> like it felt it was like very much so alive, and then it feels like it, it felt like it died off for like nine months to a year. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden it's back and like people are enjoying it. Um, so I don't know. And like I do understand, like I I, I feel like Engine Impact might take this. Um, but I also feel like it'll probably be here next year. Right. That's fair. Whereas like, you know, I feel like Fortnite is very volatile. I don't know if it'll be here next year or not. Um, I feel like people will be playing it. I just don't know if it's going to be worth recognizing it for best ongoing. Yeah. And who knows with Destiny, like I'm kind of shocked that it's here right now. So that's mostly why it gets my vote just out of respect. (laughs) You're like the kid with the the Jeter hat. Yeah, exactly. Destiny 2 is on its way out and you're tipping your cap to it. Yeah. Be too packed. Yeah. Um, all right, best indie. We've got Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. Uh, for what it's worth, Cult of the Lamb definitely got some buzz from from people I follow for mm-hmm. what what they considered game of the year. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if it. I wouldn't be surprised if it wins, but if I were to to vote, my expectation is for Stray to to take this award. I hope Stray wins. I think Cult of the Lamb will win just based off of recency bias. Mm. Um, Sifu, like, while I think it's very deserving, I feel like people have already forgotten about. Yeah, I kind of agree. Same, same and, with Tunic, honestly. Yeah, exactly. And Tunic, I did play a couple hours of. Mm-hmm. Um, very deserving to be on here. Uh, just like. I feel like it's been too long. And I feel like it definitely didn't get the same, like it got a lot of buzz at launch, but like it didn't have the same ongoing buzz that Stray had. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I hope Stray wins. Go ahead, sorry. No, yeah. I'm I, looking at this list. I'm, exci- I'm really excited to get around to playing Cult of the Lamb, Sifu, and Tunic. I have to look into Neon White more. I don't know too much about that game. Um, yeah, I don't either. But like 
Cult of the Lamb. I'm like itching. I keep I keep like hovering on the line of like, do I just buy it and start playing it, or do I just keep working through like some of my backlog and stuff like that? And right. like Sifu, just for like Black Friday, I think had like a, a fairly good sale that I was like this close. I was like, I should just I should just get it now. Like it's on a sale, I might as well just like get it now. And then I was just like, no, I should wait. <laughs> so I keep doing that to myself. But those three, I've been excited like ever since I saw the you know like um you know teaser or whatever for them to to they've been on my list um but yeah I don't remember if I finished my thought or not so if I'm repeating <laughs> myself I'm sorry but you're good I hope Stray wins I think Cult of the Lime will yeah you did say that well fuck me for cutting you off uh all right best mobile game we got apex legends mobile diablo immortal genshin impact marvel snap and tower of fantasy uh advertisement wise this has to go to marvel snap uh Mm -hmm. from playing it wise this has to go to marvel snap Uh, diablo immortal (laughs) Please, God, this no. Only, this is the only game that I launched on my phone and spent 10 minutes going through the uh, waivers. And then they said, if you give us more data, we'll give you in-game currency. I said, you know what? That's enough. I'm out. I've been playing Marvel Snap. Um, and I I actually do really enjoy it. So it gets my vote yeah. here because it's the only one I've been playing. When I, last time... I was uh, in their area. I was with Chris, your brother, and friend of the show, London, and they were all really into it. That's fun. Chris was trying to Chris was trying to get me into it. I just the the card turn based stuff just isn't. I just know I'm not going to keep playing it. Yeah, that's understandable. I mean, I fall I fall in and out of it already, so it's only a matter of time because that's just how I am with games on my phone. So it's only a matter of time before I just forget to open it and don't touch it for forever but that's that's kind of my issue right now is that i spend so much time at home that like i have very little need to play games on my phone Mm -hmm. um so i mean just from an industry standpoint like I, i think genshin will probably win pretty easily did they win last year i couldn't i couldn't tell you okay they should do that they should put like little like subheaders on each of these games like one this and yeah 2021 2020, I'll, I'll let jeff Keely know and i'll say fuck you this is my show you'll say fuck the emmys put up on the table yeah fuck the oscars uh all right best community support apex Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. Voting for No Man's Sky. I have zero weight in this category, Yeah, but, uh, No Man's Sky. My vote is for either Destiny 2 or Apex, just because I feel like they interact like social media-wise like very well with their communities. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're thinking about it strictly from like an update standpoint, yeah, No Man's Sky would would still get the nod and that's 
despite the fact that like those updates happened, you know, uh, what over two years ago now, right? Where they like fixed the game, which I guess they're continuously like adding other updates to it, but yeah. Um. All right, innovation and accessibility. We've got As Dusk Falls, God of War, Ragnarok, Return to Monkey Island, The Last of Us Part One, and The Quarry. Admittedly, I have heard a lot about the accessibility of God of War, Ragnarok. Um, I believe it was Steve Saylor who was going through all the accessibility features, and he said it like took him, you know, a crazy amount of time to actually go through all of the different things that you can tweak about that game. Um, mm-hmm. which Sony has, I feel like, been doing a really good job since, I want to say, Last of Us Part Two, maybe like like that era of their games, maybe a little bit before, of like truly putting in all of these, you know, what feels excessive, but is, you know, truly necessary. Um, so also not surprising to see The Last of Us Part One, you know, get, get a nod here. Um, but... Based purely on word of mouth, God of War would be the one that that I'm expecting to win. Yeah, and so I, I guess I can speak to As Dusk Falls. Um, it had some of the standard Xbox Game Studio stuff where, like, if you launch the game and you're in the main menu, like, voiceover automatically starts if you don't do something for, like, five or ten seconds. Okay. Which is kind of cool. All Xbox games have pretty much adopted that. Um, there were some things in there for like, cause it, it is like very heavily, like a reaction based game. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are settings in there to like make things a little bit slower. Um, you can play the entire game either with a controller or, you know, you can download an app on your phone and you can like tap decisions on that, which are obviously probably a little easier for people who can't use a controller. Mm-hmm. So that stuff is really cool. I think they did a great job with it. And obviously they had their standard audio and visual stuff that Xbox does. But it's not like a fast-paced fighting game like God of War can be. So I think, you know, I don't know much about Return to Monkey Island. The Last of Us Part 1, like, obviously Naughty Dog always does a great job with their accessibility. And they're very, like focused on it like they 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 that is something that they that when they're building games like okay now we need to build accessibility features like it's not just like a oh we should probably do this it's like we need to Mm -hmm. um but again not always as fast paced as what i assume god of war ragnarok to be and if the quarry is anything like until dawn there are some like quick action events but you know for most part the game is just like story decisions Mm -hmm. So I think my vote would be for God of War just on the basis of what they need to do to make that game playable for everyone, obviously with an asterisk, but. Right. Um, all right. Best VR slash AR. I have not played VR since the last time you set me up on your VR headset. So. I don't have any leg in any of this, uh, but the nominees are After the Fall, Among Us, Bone Lab, Moss Book 2, Red Matter 2. Um, so 
arbitrary vote to Amogus, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard that was actually pretty well done. Well done. Yeah. Um, I'm actually kind of upset because I had the original Moss. I think that is just a PSVR game. Mm-hmm. At least it used to be. And uh, that game was pretty cool. And it was just kind of like a third, like it was basically just a platformer and you're just viewing the world in VR, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty cool and something that PlayStation did really well and introduced to the VR. Um, I, I've heard of After the Fall, but didn't really see a lot about it. Bone Lab, I haven't heard of and Red Matter 2, I haven't, I haven't heard of. Um, I'm going to assume, yeah, Among Us will probably win. Um, my honorary vote was for Moss. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know I had heard of Moss before, but it's just again, strictly thinking of like monkey see monkey vote. Mm-hmm. I feel like it goes to Among Us. Um I I have been itching to get my VR set up again and I I candidly have it's still in the box from when I moved. So uh-huh. it's I mean it's it's been in the box for five months or whatever. I mean for a thousand dollars you could just get a new console and a new headset that's true and then i wouldn't have to you know unbox right it's been it's honestly been both my ps4 and my vr they're both in box from moving right um but i've i've really been in the mood to play vr again we'll see maybe i'll get that uh nfl vr game that i keep seeing oh jesus all right so best action game (laughs) burn my retinas out playing that (laughs) For 15 straight hours mm-hmm. uh best action game this is an interesting list uh we got bayonetta 3 call of duty modern warfare 2 neon white sifu and teenage mutant ninja turtles shredder's revenge uh, i'm curious what do you think takes the award here i since call of duty is here i'm going to assume call of duty okay i would love to see and i don't know anything about neon white so that's why it's just kind of de facto out for me mm-hmm. i would love to see it come down between tmnt bayonetta and sifu yeah my nostalgic vote is for tmnt i don't i don't know that it'll win i'm i don't know i'm kind of i i think personally i want sifu to win i don't think it will mm-hmm. so i guess i'm between bayonetta and call of duty but I gotta be honest with you, I didn't even realize Bayonetta was out. <laughs> oh yeah, Bayonetta had all of that that nonsense about like the voice actress not being paid. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that happening, but like I didn't realize it was released. Yeah, it was like I think she put out that video like right before well, a week or so before, like asking people to boycott, and then that was like a whole thing. Gotcha. Um the respect indie games in me is hoping that Neon White or Sifu wins. Mm-hmm. Um, admittedly, like we've been saying, it's like the Shack meme where it's like, I I did not follow your game to Neon White, so if they win, I will have to definitely look into it more. But yeah, the the hopeful vote for me goes to Sifu. Yeah. Uh, best action adventure. We're back to Goaties galore. We got Playtale Requiem, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, Tunic. Uh, seems easy. God of War is probably going to be the one that wins this. I would say I, I hope it's between God of War and Horizon. Again, mm-hmm. recency bias. I'm going to assume God of War. Yeah. Best role playing 
We've got Elden Ring. We've got, is it Live Live Alive? Live Alive? <laughs> I think it's Live Alive, but I'm not sure. Uh, or Live Alive, or, but that game. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Triangle Strategy, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Seems, again, straightforward, obvious. I'm going to mm-hmm. guess Elden Ring takes this one. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It I mean, is. I I think I want to see, like, I, I honestly kind of want to see Xenoblade get a respect vote here because I feel like it maybe doesn't get as much credit as it deserves, or as what I'm being told it deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, my vote I think is probably got to be for Pokemon Arceus mm-hmm. because my wife sunk in over a hundred hours having never played a Pokemon game in her life. It truly changed Pokemon and is like the reason we have now a truly open world pokemon game you know like or it was like the the jumping off point of like Mm -hmm. that game proved that it can work and then we got it you know like yeah i i think it definitely deserves a lot of of credit for what it accomplished for a pokemon game it's like insane but um yeah that's it just almost seems like a foregone com- conclusion just like game game of the year which is it's gonna it's gonna go to elden ring but we'll see mm-hmm. yep. best fighting uh we had the whole discussion about sifu last week um do you think sifu takes it here i think multiverses is probably gonna take it i kind of think so too with just how it kind of like grasped you know the internet when it came For out a week yeah which is all you really need to do uh, to be able to get enough of a, a nod. I'm sure. I wonder if I can find um, their current player count. While you're doing that, I think uh, I part of me, I, I'm honestly torn. I do think Multiverses will take it, but I wouldn't be surprised if JoJo's Bizarre Adventure was also up there. Because it's Bandai Namco and it is an older IP, um, I feel like that probably has a bigger cult following than we're giving respect to. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be shocked if that also won. Um, like I said in our episode when these came out, never heard of DNF Duel. Yeah. Never heard of the King of Fighters. Um, and I still stand by that Sifu is a fighting game. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find the live player count. But let's just say it's more than 10. I mean, it's definitely more than 10. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right. Best family. We've got Kirby and the Forgotten Land. We've got Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Nintendo Switch Sports and Splatoon 3. Nintendo, show up and show out. You are the family company. Fuck off, Lego. <laughs> <laughs> um This is kind of a tough one. Uh This is a really weird group. Yeah, because I don't think I don't really Hmm. I, when I think family, I think of like a game that the family can all sit down and enjoy together. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, a Mario Party, kind of. Yeah. So, like, my my immediate reaction is the Mario plus Rabbids, while it's, like, family-friendly, would get next. 
Kirby and the Forgotten Land would also get nixed. Um, and honestly, Splatoon would almost get nixed for me because I see that more as like, uh, I, I don't know if there's any local um, without needing like multiple switches, right? So as far as I know, Nintendo Switch I'm Sports. I'm sure London will tell us after the yeah, episode. Yeah, that we're idiots and Splatoon 3 is should be up for Goaty. Um, yeah, so like my gut would be that it comes down to kind of Nintendo Switch Sports and Lego Star Wars. Um, but that's all, that's just my like interpretation of how I see like a family game. Um, isn't go ahead, isn't Kirby in the Forgotten Land kind of dark? <laughs> I, I mean, but he eats a car, so like, true, yeah. I, my my initial gut reaction was Nintendo Switch Sports, mm-hmm. but also like I just don't know where that is anymore because you know if it were two thousand five and Wii Sports were out, like, right? Sure, like that was the big thing. I just don't think that is that popular anymore, and maybe it's because I don't have a family and I don't have a grasp on that. <laughs> but like the friends that we have that have younger kids, like old enough to play video games, I. I I don't think any of the friends we have play video games with their kids. <laughs> so I don't really have a good good grasp on that. I would say like Lego Star Wars is fun because like kids can play that game and most parents can watch and like still be able to interact with their kid because they know what's going on. Right. I don't know enough about Mario and Rabbids. Again, like you said, like, is there a difference between a family game and a family friendly, friendly game? Right. And like, for me, I feel like, yeah, but it's probably not. And that's probably why these games are there. Um, yeah. So, so basically, basing off of like, it's family friendly and everything. Like in that respect, I would actually expect Mario plus Rabbids to win. Cause I've heard a lot of good things about this one. And, um, I played the first one a little bit. I, I, I didn't finish it. Uh, but it is fun. Like I, I enjoy that type of game, and you know, the rabbits are, you know, freaks. So, it it provides like some comedy and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. it's an enjoyable experience. So yeah, basing it off of that, I I would almost expect it to win. But or or Kirby, honestly, like they seem like the two like top tier types of games in that situation. Um, but yeah, depends on how you interpret it, I suppose. Yeah, I think it's going to be a toss-up, and we're going to get the results. Those are going to be like, okay, <laughs> you say so. Similarly to this next category, which is best sim slash strategy, uh, we got Dune Spice Wars, Mario plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, Total War, Warhammer 3, Two Point Campus, and Victoria 3. I've heard a lot of good things about the Two Point games. London, yeah. once again, big fan of those games. Uh, I, I Like I said, heard a lot of good things about Mario plus Rabbids. So, you know, my own biases of what I've seen. I expect it to be one of those two. Uh, admittedly, don't know much about the others. I feel like I've heard some stuff about Dune, but I feel like it's just in its relation to the show or the movie or whatever it was. It, it was a movie, and boy, was it a snooze fest. Was it? Oh, God. I mean, it was over like three hours or something, right? Yeah, it was like five and a half hours. Batman, Superman, uh, you know. Yeah, if it's not a Stephen King movie, I'm not watching it if it's over three hours. 
I think my vote's going to be for two point. Again, I feel like I just hear a lot more, but not just this game in particular, but just in general, like two point hospital, two point mm-hmm. campus. Um, I think that I think that's probably going to take it. I have heard a lot of good things about Mario and Rabbids, but I don't continuously hear about it. Like right, two point. Yeah, two point. Those are two games that I'm really looking forward to getting into. Um, I love a good like sim slash management game. I'm a sucker for it. Uh, best sports slash racing. We've got Madden twenty one. We've got uh, MLB The Show twenty two. We've got MLB The Show twenty one. We got MLB The Show twenty, and we have Madden twenty. Mm-hmm. So all games that you and I have played. Mm-hmm. Um, now we've got F one twenty two, FIFA twenty three, NBA two K twenty three, Gran Turismo seven, and Ali Ali World, uh, which is sick to see like don't sleep on it right you get these like hyper or the ideas for these uh the other games listed here to be like hyper realistic and then you get this like comic-y looking uh game ollie ollie world i played ollie ollie the first one i think it's just called ollie ollie um yeah it is and uh it's fun it's like it's like one of those like you have to get good at like timing things and stuff type games and you have to like get into a rhythm uh to actually get to the end and not completely mess up i heard a lot of good things about ollie ollie world when it came out so it is it is on my list to get around to um and and it takes my vote my hopeful vote in this category yeah seeing as it's the smaller game Mm -hmm. i hope that it wins and at least defeats three cookie cutter games. Right. Um, I, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say when you've got like a Gran Turismo or a um, Forza game in here. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say I want that. Like, that's probably my vote is Gran Turismo. I hope it's Ali Ali World. I just, it's probably going to be NBA. <laughs> but boy. So I hope it's not. I mean, if it's not, then why are people buying PlayStations? I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, all right. We've got next best multiplayer. We've got Call of Duty, Multiverses, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. Um, I'm guessing this will come down between Call of Duty and Splatoon 3. What do you think? I think it'll probably be between Call of Duty and Overwatch. Yeah? Just because Overwatch is like just freshly out and And it's a esports game. Yeah. That's fair. The the old person in me wants it to be TMNT because <laughs> yeah. I have so many memories of like couch co oping one of the PS2 TMNT games. Mm-hmm. Um I think it'll probably be Call of Duty. Uh, next up, content creator of the year, Carl Jacobs. Close your fucking mouth. All right. Next up is best debut <laughs> indie. We've got Neon White, Norco, Stray, Tunic, Vampire Survivors. This feels like an obvious choice of Stray, just kind of like what we were talking about last week, where somebody's nominated for Goaty, and you just mm-hmm. kind of expect it to fall, everything else to fall into their laps as long as they're not up against another Goaty. Uh. Shout out to Vampire Survivors, which is only on my radar thanks to 
again, the one and only Gene Park, who talks about this game now constantly uh, because he's upset that it got snubbed uh, for for most and all awards. Um, but yeah, my, my guess is Stray. Yeah, I think that's probably good. I mean, Stray is an indie game that felt like it was a first party game. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we're wrapping up here shortly. Best adaptation. Uh, this is a fun one. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm guessing they had this last year, but I can't remember. Um, but we've got Arcane, the League of Legends show. We've got Cyberpunk Edge Runners, the Cuphead show, Sonic the Hedgehog two, and Uncharted. Um, honestly, this is a solid list of of things that of games that have been adapted into other um, mediums, and you mm-hmm. know. It's something that actually has been going a little bit better here of late, which is great. Um, specifically, these uh, you know animes slash cartoons that are being made using video games because video games are already in that kind of realm. Instead of like going the route of like let's just make it real, let's like make Nathan Drake a real person. You know, no, let's just stick to the artistic style, but like you can actually just sit and just take in the story and not, not need to uh, interact in, in any way necessarily. Um, mm-hmm. It's like the easy way to make the jump in, in my opinion. And it's kind of the, like the smart way uh, as both arcane and cyberpunk got great reviews. Um, but I don't know. This is, this is a tough one. I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes. Uh, my guess is it goes to one of those two, just because of like how much they were talked about. Um, I mean, Arcane was like, people were saying that it was like one of the best shows, you know, uh, you know, in general at, at the time. So I might lean Arcane, but I know I, you watch Cyberpunk. I am so confused because I like in the back of my mind knew there was a Cuphead show. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I never see it. Like it reminds like I never see it on my Netflix feed. And I feel like it should be like fed to me. Mm-hmm. There's been three seasons of it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty cool. Cuphead is one of those games I really want to play. Mm-hmm. But I've also heard it's wildly difficult. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know like if I have that in me. Mm-hmm. But also I play Metroid, so I should mm-hmm. probably just give myself more credit. Um My heart really wants me to choose Uncharted for this. Right. But Uncharted didn't do anything that wasn't already done in the games. Right. Like, I was, I watched that movie and I'm like, oh, I know what's going to happen. Because it was all just scenes taken from the games and mashed together. I'm not saying you shouldn't watch it. Like, if you're an Uncharted fan, it, they still do a great job. Um, I hope Cyberpunk Edge Runners wins it. I, I ripped my way through that. It was so good. I'm not a huge anime person. I loved it. Yeah. Um, and just like on top of that, what it did to revitalize cyberpunk. Yep. It was huge. Yeah. I don't know that we've ever seen anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. It beyond being a great adaptation, it then also impacted the original work, which is mm-hmm. nuts. Yeah. Uh, I'm in, I'm interested to see what wins that. All right, last but not least, we're not going to cover we're not going to go into any of the esports awards because we have nothing 
worthwhile to share there. Uh, so last but not least, most anticipated game. We've got Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, Starfield, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, real quick, which which of these five do you expect to win? Breath of the Wild 2. Okay. You actually, you like, your vote is actually for Legend of Zelda? Yeah. Are you, or, yeah okay, no. I didn't know if you were just making a yeah. joke about the name. Um, I was, but also yeah. I picked that. Okay, and I'll I'll say Starfield just to, to choose a different one, but yeah, I, I, basically my my guess is it'll be either one of those two. Uh, I'm curious, what game are you actually most... Uh, what what would you actually say is your most anticipated game, Mike? <sighs> Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, not from this list. It's... Like, any game. Oh, God. Can I think of anything? I can go first. There's a split... There's a Splinter Cell remake that's supposed to come out eventually. I hope it's next year. Okay. I'm pretty excited about that. I I would say personally, my most anticipated game is uh, Spider-Man 2. Oh, yeah. Is that next year? I think so. I think it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's true. That will be one of those games. Mm-hmm. It will be a game. Um, trying to think what else is like set to come out it's so tough to to think on the spot you know, but i know i have had, plenty of things in my list i'm thinking about a bunch of games that were like teased for xbox but i haven't heard anything of like um indiana jones indiana jones yep like i'm assuming that's going to be a very uncharted like game mm-hmm. um i don't think this was specifically xbox exclusive but io is coming out with a james bond game mm-hmm. i'm pretty excited about that mm-hmm. i I really want to be excited for Starfield. I just don't think I'm going to like it. I need to like play Fallout. I was going to say, yeah, you got to got to play Fallout. I just don't know what Fallout to play. Like do I just play Fallout 4? Um, I mean, I, so Fallout 4 is technically the only one I played and I enjoyed it and honestly that might be the way to go because it's like the newest one. Mhm. Other than 76. Other than but 76. That's like That's like a live service game, isn't it? Right. Um, Which I don't think I really want to make that be my first. I think a lot of people say that Fallout New Vegas is the best, but like I'm, I'm it's curi- so old at this right. Point. Like my thing is like I'm curious if that would be more of a hindrance and like not have the you know af- the desired effect that you're like looking for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So that's why I would almost say like yeah, maybe just go with four and experience a Fallout game and how how they do it. Because I would almost expect Starfield to be a better Fallout and or a a better game for you, I guess, because like Like I'm just thinking about how how like I know you you're not like huge into like the medieval types of games, no. so, like Witcher, Skyrim, like I know those are like you sleep. Uh you know, but I feel like with how much you liked Cyberpunk, Starfield seems like it would be more in that vein than Fallout is. I think my biggest concern with it is kind of like the No Man's Sky effect. Like, how big is it going to be? Because I get very (laughs) overwhelmed with massive games. Like, Cyberpunk, for me, 
the perfect open world game as far as size. Same with GTA Five, right? Like the perfect size. Yeah, it does feel um, like this is going to get out of hand very quick. Yeah, because didn't they say there's like not that you can go to all of them, but there's like a thousand planets or something no, like that? No, I'm pretty sure they said there's a thousand planets and you can go to all of them. Oh. I, I could have sworn they gave an absurd number of planets. I, I don't know if it was a thousand or I not, just, but I th- I, I could have sworn they said you can go to each and every one of them. I don't know. But, I need to do a quick Google search real quick on games that we know are coming out in 2023 <laughs> so I can see what got snubbed. Yeah, I, I would say Spider-Man 2 is like the one that I'm kind of surprised didn't make the list. Maybe it's not actually going to come out next year, but I I was led to believe that it would be um you know you know what i saw today what'd you see today a commercial for Callisto protocol oh during the usa game that's curious i'm curious can that be can that be nominated because that comes out in less than a week it comes out in like three days so it comes out before the game awards even happens I mean, technically... So would it be for next year, or does it just fall in between and so it just doesn't get any recognition ever? I mean, it's not going to get any recognition, but, you know, I think it should be based on their metrics. Yeah. Hey, more uh, Destiny 2 content comes out in February. Hey. I'm excited. Skull and Bones. I'm yeah, excited. Right. Yeah, okay. Hey, they have it coming out for Stadia, March 9th. Yeah, okay. Two months after Stadia dies. I'm excited for The Witcher 3 next gen update yeah are you excited for dead island too yeah i guess not eh. i'll play it i don't know if i'm really that excited i did love the original dead island forza motorsport comes out next year uh they don't know when but i'm assuming that'll probably get delayed you think? Yeah. I I mean, I don't care if it does. Minecraft Legends. Ooh. Oxen Free 2. I was actually that that looked pretty good when they had I think that was during the Tribeca Game Festival over the summer. Mm-hmm. Redfall. That was another um that was Arcane Studios, I think, which yep. is Bethesda. That looked interesting, kind of out of my wheelhouse, but Eighty Star Wars games. <laughs> yep. Yep, we knew about that. The Dark Pictures is coming out with a PSVR two game. I mean, technically this is most anticipated game. This doesn't say uh a game that's like set to come out next year, technically, because Breath of the Wild two was on here True last year and potentially the year before. I'm not hundred percent sure um yeah i think it was so so yeah regardless of if spider-man 3 is coming out or not or spider-man 3 fuck spider-man 2 is coming out or not uh that's that's my vote for yeah well then by that metric i'm going with um a new splinter cell game not the remake a different one oh (laughs) but has that been announced uh no was the metric that it had to be announced recognizing an announced game that has demonstrably illustrated potential to push the gaming medium forward that's ah. lame. That's such a. That's okay. Yeah, sure. Final Fantasy is really pushing the gaming medium forward. And I mean, 
<laughs> yeah, for real. Right? I mean, like, then, no, not but, to but, knock but, Final Fantasy at all, but like. But but then also you look at the Legend of Zelda. Like, is that going to do anything more than what the Breath of the Wild did? Because like the Breath of the Wild, sure. Like there are games and people say like, oh, this is a Breath of the Wild knockoff, mm-hmm. and like that's awesome. But like. Is is Tears of the Kingdom really going to do anything that Breath of the Wild didn't? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. It, what 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 can it do? I mean, it's we're we're getting towards the theoretical limits of the Switch, right? Yeah, crazy to think about. I mean, fuck, they can't even make a Pokemon game that looks good for it anymore. All right. <laughs> well, with that, this has been a very long episode. So if yeah, you, remember, and this was gonna be quick. Shut your mouth. If you uh, <laughs> if you manage to stay with us this entire time, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. Let us know what your biggest uh, snub was for nominees. I look forward to in two weeks talking about the the winners and uh, of all of these, and and if we think, yeah, okay, or uh, if we think, uh, what was it, Hellsinger? you know was completely ripped off uh leave us a review and a rating wherever you listen to the podcast again that is greatly appreciated and uh most importantly share it around share it 